RGB. RGB. Build hey, now, your butt. Sexy athlete. Those are all amazing bundles that we offer at mindpumpmedia.com. These bundles are of joy. Bundles. Six to nine months of programming. That, all of them. That's what they are. They are bundled. We take our MAPS programs and we combine them in ways to where you can apply them for maximum results. The RGB bundle is all of the MAPS put in a particular order. Nine months worth of programming. It's the best bundle that we offer. If your goals are more specific, if you want to be a sexy athlete, we have the sexy athlete bundle. If you have sleepy glutes and your butt just won't fire, it won't build, even when you squat and deadlift, we Mm. have the build your butt bundle. Here's the best part. Enroll in any of those bundles this month and this month only, and you'll get the no BS six-pack formula. This is a, a, a core training program in and of itself. You'll get that absolutely for free. That's a $57 value. Plus you're getting in on the on the bundles, which are already a discounted rate for buying it in a bundle package. That's right. When you bundle them all together, you on average you'll get discounted 20%. Who doesn't like better looking apps? Now you can Let's find all of these programs. You want to take advantage of this at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want us to train you, you want to just let go of the wheel. Let mm. mind pump get you in fitness shape, amazing shape. Go to mindpumpmedia.com, pick the bundle that's right for you, and we'll give you that no BS six pack formula. How do you like that one? Beautiful. Get it. What are we doing? We're giving know. away some t-shirts. T-shirts. How many are going to rain? Ten. I'm not so happy with that. No, I'm not either. This back-to-back weeks, ten. Listen, mind pump listeners. Oh, what have you been... You know what, bro? You it's need, you you need to teach them how to do it again? It's because Sal talked like politics it. recently, didn't he? Oh, uh, you did. No, I didn't. You ruined it. Did I? Yeah, I think so. You've got to stay away from the politics. We Listen, get less reviews. No, you know what the problem is? People don't know how to leave reviews because it's fucking complicated and yeah, ridiculous. Right. I and I just... Why don't, is, you, why don't you step people? I want to screenshot it and then put it out. This there. is this is how you leave a mind pump review. And by the way, leaving a review, you get a very very good chance of winning a brand new, absolutely brand Sparkly. new, free, made with freaking uh, angel tears T-shirt. Yeah. It feels so soft on your skin. You feel like you're Super naked. Super soft. It's That's Im- how awesome. It's it important is. to note that the hard Nipple part about room. leaving a review is if you're already a subscriber. If you're already a subscriber, which is ironic to me, right? Yeah, it's 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 confusing. This yeah. is what you do. You go on your phone. You hit the search function, type in Mind Pump. Even like if you've you already never found us before. Back up, exactly. back up. Yeah, exactly. So even if you have the podcast already on your phone, you're already subscribed, you still need to go like you're searching for the very first time. Yes. So you have to exactly. go like you're searching for Mind Pump the exactly. first time. Exactly. So search for Mind Pump, two words. We come up. So I'm going to do it right now. Mind Pump. Here we go. I hit search. Mind Pump comes up. You click on the icon. Now the icon comes up, and right under the icon- Right in the middle, right? Right in the middle, it says reviews. It's details, reviews are related. So I click on reviews, and now there's a button I can click that says write a review, and then you leave a review. Yes. If we like it, you'll get a free t-shirt. It's fucking easy. It's oh my so God. Awesome. And by the way, we like all reviews. Yes. But we do choose our favorite reviews. So who are we giving the, sh- the t-shirt We like today? to reward you. Yes. Let's give them away, Douglas. We're giving away three. So we have Stone Dog 198 It's Stacks- Jay Alcorn, all of you are winners today. So you send me your winners. name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Also, leave your address, your shipping address, as well as your shirt size. Perfect. I think the glue fumes in here is making, <laughs> it, making everybody retarded. <laughs> I I've never heard, I've never heard Doug like, freeze. I know, I've never heard him like, like, trying to figure out, what do I need for this person? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. that or he wanted to say a I'm naked picture. Too. Leave us reviews. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You know what, guys? What? Uh, I'm high right now. 
still yeah. from yesterday? No, it's the glue. Not in a good way. It's the glue in the fucking room from the tiles. I was telling Katrina that yesterday. We'll have a headache later. Like, I'm breathing in this fucking fumes right now. Well, wasn't it? Who it's did it? It's making me dizzy. Who stood up That's first? It's not a good high. Was, We're was, huffing. You stood up first yesterday, right? Or on um, Friday. Yeah, you stood Friday. up and you're like, God, I was lightheaded. And I was still sitting down. Justin got up and said the same thing. And I'm like, God, I'm getting a headache. Yeah. And, so, and then we put it together like, oh, I bet it's all the glue. Wait a minute. <laughs> all the glue on these chemicals. Fucking glue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get high right now, man. Well, and we have no, right now we have no ventilation in here right now because they're still working on the uh, HVAC, right? Mm -hmm. Did they fix that, Doug, or is it still in? No, they're going to be putting up the new system. Damn, tonight, dude. So. It's cool, though. How are we going to get the smell out of here? We, we have just that. open the door and fan it out? Fan it out. When we have an AC, it'll be fine, bro. Trust me. You yeah, sure? Because I feel like the AC only blows in, but doesn't suck out. It only blows. It doesn't suck. You know what I'm saying? It's Yeah, but it's going to circulate yeah. the air. And this is because it's... just going to make the fucking glue smell go everywhere. That's because it's drying right now. When it's completely dry, you're not even going to notice it. You sure? I know for sure. Yes, it'll okay. be fine. Trust me. And then once the once I feel all weird, <sighs> and then we'll we'll keep the door open like we do right now. Turn I mean, into like NPR. What all do? my inhibitions hey. are going away, guys. Doug, what did he do this last night or the night before? <laughs> last night. Oh yeah, bro. Last night. Welcome it's still. I mean, it's K-Breeze. fresh right now. <laughs> to, to what? K-Breeze. K-Breeze. Guess Look at Justin. You're so weird. It's fucking. It's light. It's airy. It's breeze. I think <laughs> Justin's easily the weirdest. Yeah. Among the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it depends on what, though, right? No, mm. he's, he's weird. <laughs> Justin is just repressed, but he's weird as fuck. What do you mean? If we cracked him open, I'm not that weird. I bet he'd scare the shit out of you and I, Adam. I, I do think, have We think we're so stuff. evolved, but Justin's weird. <laughs> I know. That's why he's angry. What did you guys I've, do this weekend? Did you have the kids? No, I didn't have the kids. I partied too fucking hard Saturday, and so oh. I'm I'm kind of almost That's recovered. Nice, to hear, you, to, nice to hear you letting your hair down a little yeah. bit. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was too hard. What'd you do? Hard drugs just, or what? No, yeah, I did. I did a little heroin and yeah. no, I just I heavy just, in the paint. I just drank a lot of alcohol, which I don't normally do, and uh, it was me and my girl. No and, psychedelics or anything really fun. No, no, oh. nothing I like to talk about on air. Oh, okay. but we went uh, we went a little too hard, pussy. And uh, now I'm feeling I'm feeling better. Yesterday I was feeling. Does this happen, you guys? After like, let's say you go drinking, you on a you know just with your buddies or whatever. Do you get depressed the day after? Mm, maybe mm. if I do like ecstasy and Molly or shrooms or things like that, then I feel like Whoa, that the next dude. day. <laughs> that doesn't happen to you after alcohol? No, not alcohol. Really? No. I was the hangover that, doesn't make you feel like that? Don't lie. I was no. singing that Johnny Cash song, the <clears throat> Sunday morning. You know that song? Well, Justin's no, probably the Sunday most. Sunday morning, sunset. I don't remember the song, actually. <laughs> My bad. Thanks for that, Justin. Yeah. Hey, uh, I would think Justin's probably the last one to deal with an alcohol hangover. You... Oh, no, I, I'm good. It's in my jeans. Well, when's it? Yeah, when's, I can't even remember, tell you the last time that I felt hungover from drinking alcohol. I just feel sad the next day. I hate it. It just depends. Yeah, like, I don't think that's the alcohol. Me hangover. Yeah, it is, dude. You feel, <laughs> bro, you feel, He's like, you feel sick and you feel sad. I'm just depressed. You're trying to make, try, stop trying to make it sound like I did some crazy shit. <laughs> I don't think that's the alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol, bro. <laughs> I didn't do anything crazy. Maybe though, maybe, maybe. I just it does drink. happen. I've heard of like, it. I, it depresses I just, people. You know, I just drank a lot of alcohol and now I'm sniffing glue, and that's what's happening. Yeah. So it's a get, combination of a lot of chemicals. What were you thinking? We're about to hop on a plane, bro. Like, yeah. come on. You're gonna, you're gonna feel like shit when we get out. No, there. I'm we good. Gotta I'm fine. Boost our immune system. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. Where no, do we, I'm fine right now. What yeah. do we? What do we? What do we? John Wayne is what we fly into, and then we're over to Newport first, right? Mm. That's that's what's going on. I think I don't know. You're asking me like I know anything. I that's know. right, Pilgrim. I thought I thought maybe our producer knows. I thought Orange he... County. If that's John Wayne, then that's that's correct. Is it really? Oh, so we're gonna so okay. we're flying into L.A. Wait and we're gonna second. be on a couple podcasts. So we're going into Orange County first, mm. and then we're gonna drive back to Newport, then drive back to O.C. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? Well, that's an hour. That can't be right. Are you sure, Doug? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't make the reservation. Yeah, you should talk to our assistant. I think it's in the itinerary right in front of you. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Is the itinerary right there? there? We have yeah. the itinerary there. The itinerary. Yeah. That we don't know. Nobody goes through. I don't know. I just show up. So so awesome. Shuttle me. We hire a position to help us out. You fucking be more organized. Bro, it's my dream. We get a fucking itinerary. Things laid out for us. Still don't read it. Dude, it's my dream. My dream. Wake up. Where are we going? My dream is literally to have somebody do everything for me all i gotta do is record yeah. you know what i'm saying wake up oh what am i wearing today thank you cool oh uh, where's my food thanks I oh now that. you're okay with that you're okay what? with somebody dressing you yeah we're flying into orange county you're right yeah. i am now see oh, i had see. to process i it. caught him there adam yeah i know yeah yeah He's been thinking he, about. It. He's yeah. been thinking about. It, that's why. Yeah, you planted the seed. I did. Yeah. Mm. I did. I brain ninja him. Mm, it might be nice. I, yeah, Adam C. Effort in this. Uh, I don't put any effort in this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might be nice. It might be. <laughs> you got brain ninja. Yeah. It's, like, it's okay, dude. Mm. It's okay. Mm. What's that sound? What are we doing? What's it? Is it? Are we hearing is things it now in from the, the distance? The birds high. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Cody Boom Boom. How do farts relate to gut biome? Hey. Whoa, that's a great question. Yeah. Farts. Uh, farting is actually- Do we know, do we know yet? Uh, we do. Oh, we, we do? Yeah. I, I looked, actually did a little research on this because I knew some stuff about farts because farts are interesting to me and they're hilarious. I mean, is anything funnier than a fart? Let's no. just talk about that for a second. There's so many variations. It, it's the funniest. It's it's a single joke that's funny every time you hear it. It's yeah. the same fucking thing, right? But yeah. it's hilarious. You don't even have to have the same language. You know you know what a fart is. Bro, I, I feel like that's... I will laugh every time in public if someone farts. Could we sound, every time. Can we yes. sound more like a bunch of bros talking about that? I know. But it, about farts? We're just being honest, though. Because only think... like half of our audience is females going like, uh, uh, I don't find anything. They laugh, don't, too. I don't find that's bullshit. Oh. If girls are walking, let's say you're not all of them, bro. Yes, like not all of them. Let's let's say you're hanging out outside with your friends, and some old dude walks by and like, oh, I felt it goes to like pick something up or something. You're gonna laugh, dude. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. That's because you're laugh. that's because you're outside and you saw some old man do it. That is funny, but. If we're sitting in a studio and let's say we have a female guest right here and I just roll to my side real quick and blow a fart her way, I don't think she's going <laughs> to well, giggle. Well, that's different. I don't I mean, think she's going to giggle at all. you dick if you do that. Well, bro, if I'm in- <laughs> But if I did it to you, it'd be funny. Yeah, but you're my friend. If some random did that to I'm me- I'm just saying that farts aren't, farts aren't funny to everybody, dude. Farts- but, but you just presented a, a bullshit situation. If you were in public and a stranger came up to you and farted in your face, you would fight them. Right. That would be a fight. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so okay. but it, but because it doesn't we're have friends, be, it, it's different. No, it doesn't have to be that. It, if I was driving on my way to the studio to work today, and I was dropping my girl off at work, and decided before I let her out of the car that I would fart, I, she wouldn't laugh. 
She wouldn't? No, she would not laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> she would, well, how do you know? She you would say, you it. dick, you couldn't do that after, until I got out of the car or what? Yeah, it's because you haven't <laughs> tested it yet. No, bro, yeah. it's not that I at feel all. like that's the not, one thing preventing you guys. From, I feel like it's the one thing preventing you guys from getting married. Yeah. <laughs> it's the farting? No. That's yeah, it. Once that happens, you're getting married. You guys got to get connected no. at that level. We, you are. Didn't you see this? Katrina, if you're listening right now and you want Adam to propose to you, what you need to do. fart on him. Cross that barrier. You need to blow some ass right next to his face. She knows better. And then you guys will be married. He'll propose to you the next we had we had this, this this went this went viral on the forum bro after this last episode where we talked about this and i'm sorry but there was a lot more people on my side than there were uh, a bunch of dishonest people no dude it's just <laughs> yeah, and I'm, there's nothing to say pussies. i'm not against the, you guys i'm not against you guys farting on your wives and girlfriends if <laughs> that's just your, a pro fart yeah, yeah if, you guys, if you guys are doing dutch ovens and doing that stuff with your girls that to, to each their own i'm just saying that <laughs> Not everybody likes that. I don't like that. And it's I don't. It's not that you like it. No, it's not like it's situational. I'm not trying to like you know trap it's her. Not and a fetish. Fart on I'm, not that, I'm not that. You know I'm not that. I'm not that gassy. Like, what? What the hell, man? Trapper. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know I'm stretching or something, and whoa, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not it's, that. It happens. I'm it's not just life. I'm not that gassy that I can't control it. Like if it's if I got a fart. I think you are. You think I am? I think you are, Gassy. Mm. I've, I've been <laughs> reading your insides are. I've fighting. been reading statistics, Adam, and a a healthy person will fart between fourteen to eighteen times a day. Mm. I think you just don't feel the fart because things are open yeah. and it just comes out. Mm. But for those of us that are little, very <laughs> very open channel, a little tighter, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you can <laughs> you can hear it. You know what I'm saying? No, but really, fourteen a day, fourteen to eighteen times a day. Most people don't even realize it. Here's the thing about farting: how much it, of those are in your sleep, though? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know, but farting about the same amount of spiders you eat. Yeah. Farting is a normal, natural thing. When bacteria breaks down food, the bacteria itself produces gases. Um, You swallow air. And these are the things that you release. What you need to be careful for is if your farts are, if you're getting painful cramping, if, if your farts are disturbing your life where, uh, you know, uh, no, I mean, it's true. Like, look, dude, you're making this sound so dramatic, bro. Farts are destroying my life, man. Oh, you think, oh, you think oh, that's God. funny? If 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 you drop bombs like the one that Craig dropped at the fucking <laughs> at when we went to go watch the WWE, that could ruin your then life. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have a problem. Like, imagine that. Imagine if some if some poor lady is like dropping ass like that, she's gonna be traumatized. Every time she has a fart, she has to leave a room and stay away for thirty minutes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? She'd have to wear some kind of like filter. You can't yeah. tell me there's that's a sign of health. That's no, sure. it's not. No, that's no. Not. I think if your farts are super like stinky, very strong, um, mm. then there's there's uh, excessive amounts of of gases that cause odor. You might have some digestive issues, and you need to examine your diet. The I most, feel like the high protein diet really too much is protein. Horrible. Too much protein uh, is one of them, and food intolerances are another one. Like, if you're farting all the time and your and your farts are just putrid, uh, then there's prob- there might be some gut issues going yeah. on, and you should you're probably examine. rotting in the I, inside. I, I would you like, should examine your diet. I would like to challenge the theory that 14 a day is healthy and normal. I I, I would like. I don't, to, I don't study this, but people well, have. Think about this, Kay. This is what I, I think that. Um, you I think, think they're overfed, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I think that I think, uh, right. I think Americans live in a caloric surplus. At least ninety uh, percent of them uh, out there, a majority of the time. So, uh, yeah, you're going to have all this buildup and gases and farting where if we lived in a, I mean, when you're living in a deficit now, if, and I, I would think that you guys have both been in this scenario. I don't know, too. bro. I could be in a deficit and you could give me fucking whey protein and guess what's going to happen to me? Well, yeah, you have an intolerance to that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, 
Look, I've had clients. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Oh, wait, wait a second. Okay, dude. Wait a second. You're, you're taking a right on my point here. You're okay. going over to talking sorry, about intolerances and stuff like that. I'm saying that people just in general that are over consuming uh, that think maybe 14, 15, 18 times a day of farting is totally normal. I disagree. I think that's an excessive amount of, of farting. And just because it's the norm. But the norm is obese. So the, to me, that's a mm. that's a terrible fucking wherever you're getting your information from. I, I call well, that's it bullshit. A, that's a good point. We don't I mean, we don't know. I don't I guess you could say then we don't know. But what we do know is if your farts are super stinky, super putrid, if you're getting lots of bloating and pain, you know, you're getting fuck gas has the, cramps. Who has the gauge for that? What is it? <laughs> I mean, people Wait, like their own brand. That was so. a, yeah, that was a seven right there. That no, was, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. That was a you got to get somebody else to tell you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Listen, bro. Listen. That's, that's, that's how you do Since it. Since my diet has been as clean as it is, and what I mean by clean is right for my body. Since it's been as right for my body as it's been over the last couple of years, my farts don't really smell anymore. They mm. just they just don't. And it's true. When I eat something, I'm not necessarily I'm not you know quote unquote supposed to. That's when I get stinky farts. Come on, man. Doesn't that happen to you? Yeah. If it's coming out of your asshole, it stinks, dude. No, it's <laughs> yeah. Dude. Let's be honest. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I like the uh, well. Yeah. We're there, gonna, there's something that there's. Well, degrees. we're going to be on a plane together. We're going to be degrees, in a room together. You know, and for I'm going to sure. and every fart I have, I'm going to have. I'm going to just do it right next to you guys, and you see, there's no smell. Unless you use wipes. If you use wipes down there and stuff like that, then it's coming mm. out. It's probably it could see, be. See, there's pretty, methods. Yeah, there's there methods. There's some charcoal it. filtered underwear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I I, I kind of want to jump on Adam's point though because like my wife could attest to this like when I've started the whole fasting and um, you know getting more into that like it's been a lot less like volume. Bro, I've had clients. Uh, I really used to let. I've her had have it, new know? numerous clients, numerous clients where over time they start to change the way they eat because of my influence as their trainer. They remove food intolerances. They start eating differently. And the first thing that they notice is they don't fart as much and that their farts don't smell. Well, I, That's I, what they all say. I know this from firsthand myself, too. I mean, I've noticed a big difference when I switched over the high protein intake. And, and just like I said, the difference between living in a surplus versus deficit, I know is a di- huge difference. When I'm on the bulk, regardless of where my protein intake or not is, I, I am farting more often. When I'm, some, when I'm on a cut or a deficit... It's very, very minimal. Well, it's probably, I mean, there's less food for the bacteria to Obviously. process. Yeah, yeah that's, why I'm, that's why it's a very obvious thing to me, uh-huh. and that's why I'm debating wherever you're getting information because I don't even have a study in front of me, and I know better than that. I know that if you're living in a deficit, you shouldn't be farting that often. There's it just there's not that you're not think, enough food is being consumed to cause all that gas. Well, I think the most bi- of it's getting utilized right away. I think the big takeaway is if you are uh you know lifting weights or, and people joke about this, right? Like meatheads, oh the protein farts or they st- they smell so bad or whatever. Yeah. If you're one of those people and you're farting and it's like it's fucking horrible. Like, like you're embarrassed toxic. about it. Yeah. Uh, examine your like food. Other people, you are not it. eating in a way like that's shit. going to. You're not eating in a way that's going to benefit your health, and you're not eating in a way that's going to benefit muscle and fat loss. It's just not. If you are having digestive issues, uh, then you are you are taking away from your ability to build muscle. You're taking away from your ability to burn body fat. You're taking away from your aesthetics. So I know a lot of you guys are, are just don't give a shit and just worry about aesthetics. It's bad for that too. It means that you're doing something wrong. So if your farts smell really bad, this is what I think you should do. Throw your protein powder away or find a different one. Try something different. That's the first place I would go. The second place I would go is eliminating dairy. The, 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 th- the third place I would go is removing eggs from your diet. Uh, those are the most common. Well, Terry Walsh just, just talked about farts. this. Yeah. She just talked about this. On the, the, you know, if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that episode. I mean, she 
talked about the, the order. I think that was the exact order mm-hmm. she said to eliminate first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And did you guys know this? So I looked up, as I was researching this a little bit, because I wanted to make sure I was accurate, I actually read up on a couple studies that show that inhaling hydrogen sulfide in small doses might actually protect cells' mitochondria and stop cellular da- damage, therefore preventing cancer. So guess in other what words, contains smelling farts is actually guess what be contains cancer hi- that's right <laughs> Stupid, <dude>. hydrogen sulfide. <laughs> Stupid, bro, get out of here. This listen, was an I'll article. Hook you up. Let's, let's, this was uh, an article. Okay, I'm, I'm starting tonight, dude. I'm Dutch ovens for Katrina. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm save your life, baby. Yeah, trying to yeah. save your life. I'm Complaining t- all those years, and I was helping you. <laughs> Neuroprotected. Do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like, do you love her? Well, yeah. then you need to I, let her. You it's anti cancer. You need to protect her from cancer. Well, she didn't understand why I'm sitting sitting fart on her face. Then that's right. All right. Well, here it comes, honey. Uh, next, All right, next up, K Mato's women one. are still listening. <laughs> well, they need to know too. Yeah, uh, Sal has removed a lot of chemicals such as lotions, deodorants, etc., from his uh, lifestyle. And what has he noticed from that? Mm. Oh, I'll share with you. Couple. Here's a couple interesting things that I've noticed. <laughs> I'll share you what I fucking noticed. <laughs> go ahead, though, bro. Ooh, go ahead, I got tell, a good story about. Go this. ahead, tell us all the positive yeah. shit first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, no, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I've noticed that are very, very fascinating that I had no idea about until I embarked on this, uh, I don't know, journey or whatever. Uh, first, the reason why I did this is this, this, what sparked this is when we went up to see Ben Greenfield and we were on his podcast and Ben was talking a lot about not using deodorants, uh, not using lots of uh, lotions, about when he showers his body. You know, maybe every third shower, he'll soap everything up. Uh, He washes his hands, of course, all the time, but he doesn't necessarily have to soap everything up all the time because he wanted to protect uh, and, and, uh, you know, help proliferate his, uh, his microbiome on his skin. So this prompted me to do some research. And I realized that you have, all of us have a fingerprint, a, a, a microbiome on our skin that's very individual to each of us and uh, changing that uh, through, you know, lots of antibacterial soaps or constantly washing, you know, with soaps all the time um, or putting, you know, deodorants and stuff like that uh, will influence your health in the negative and that it's probably not a good idea to always put, you know, do those kinds of things. So I started experimenting with that myself. Here's a couple things I noticed. If, um, I, if I'm not wearing deodorant, um, nine out of 10 times, I have zero body odor. If I sweat because I'm nervous or stressed out, I will have body odor. And I noticed, uh, I noticed this because we were going to do our presentation, uh, our seminar. You noticed and, or your co-host? Yeah. Well, no, I noticed it too. And then you did too. And it's because I was a little nervous, right? We're doing this big seminar. And I was like, God, I haven't, I haven't worn deodorant for like Adrenaline. a week. Adrenaline. And I never smell. What the fuck? Why am I smelling today? And that's when I had to go across the street and, and mm. you know, put on some deodorant. And, I re- and so I did some research. And yes, in fact, you do put out different types of sweat when you are uh, nervous or when you're, just, uh, uh, when you're just active. And being nervous puts out a type of sweat that different bacteria t- tends to feed on. Um, and that's what will cause odor. So that's, that was something interesting. But anyhow, here's what I've noticed on my skin. When I shower now, um, I will always wash my groin area, my, my butt, you know, my armpit, stuff like that, the, the areas I think I need to. I'll avoid soap on most of my body and I'll use soap, you know, every second or third workout, uh, excuse me, um, shower. Um, I'll shampoo my hair more, less frequently now, maybe every third day. 
Did and you here, whoa, whoa, back up here? Did you say you 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 use soap every second to third workout? Every second to third shower. Okay, yeah, you said workout. Yeah, no, so, second to like, third shower. Fucking, that's disgusting. Yeah. Bro. Three, but two to three workouts before you before you actually fucking. No, use. well, here's the deal. You you still go in the shower. You still rinse. You still rinse your body off. Mm. But what I notice is I don't have to use lotion anymore. My skin feels and looks better than it's ever felt. It's like. Uh, it's like naturally, you know, uh, soft. It's got this kind of natural oil to it. Uh, my hair is much, uh, softer. It doesn't feel like I need to put anything else in it. Uh, I almost can comb it better when I haven't, you know, washed it for a couple of days, which was show. And again, I always rinse it with water. Um, if I get really dirty, of course, then I'll, I'll use the soaps, not using deodorant. I also notice again, I have no body odor except if I'm going to be, stressed out and that's when i'll have deodorant with me and that's when i'll put it on is when i when i'm going to do something that's going to cause a little bit of stress but i've noticed my skin oh and here's the other thing i've always gotten for a long time now when i take uh really really hot showers or when i get really hot sometimes i'll get very small hives and in very random hives not like i get hives that break out everywhere and so i used to take allergy medicine sometimes for it and i, and I never could understand why i would get these i stopped getting that like i don't yeah. get hives anymore and it, I think it had to do with my microbiome on my skin. So I've noticed all these positives, and I'm definitely not going to go back to what I used to do before. So lots of pos- positives from it. I, could, I recommend it. Unless you're, you have a job that's very, very uh, dirty, like you work in construction and you're, you're around a lot of – but most people work in offices and, and at desks, and we have clothes on. Mm. Needing to soap up your entire body every single day is likely excessive. Probably every third shower, and you're absolutely fine. And if anything, you'll start to notice benefit, you know, benefits to your skin, and then that carries over to other okay, parts. Okay, all of that it. is good. Uh, now, this situation happened to me this weekend. I was working out at that family gym that me and my wife go to, and I had to complain about this guy. This guy, let me just describe to you, ponytail, uh, you know, he had like a, a tank top on. Those he had those, those Vibram shoes, uh, you know, very uh, earthy, let's just say. He's doing pull-ups. It was so putrid. The entire like gym just were in revolt. We all had to had to go up to the front desk and say, hey, you got to do something about this guy. The body odor was so thick. It was horrific. And like there's like this fine balance. Like granted, I get it. Like there's there's, you know, obviously it's good to not you know, like kill a bunch of your natural bacteria that you promote. But there's a fine line there where you have to be considerate to other people around you. God you, damn, I can't, he smelled. I, I, your time's over, Sal. You can't have talk anymore. This, yeah. You've already got to put, give your point. It was, it think, was so bad. This, I, I was like, I got angry. Well, I'll, I'll, here and before I before I jump all over Sal on this stuff, I, I do agree with a lot of things. So I'll tell you this. I'll be honest. Since since we went and hung out with Ben Greenfield, there's been some things that I've been doing myself. Um one has been the cold plunges that he swore by is like the biggest change for him. So I do a lot of really, really cold showers. I never used to do that before. I was like the super hot shower guy. Um, love the benefits that I'm seeing with that. I, it's not skin benefits, things like that. I'd notice more with my my energy levels, my mental clarity, and then just my alertness. Uh, that's what I notice uh, the adrenaline I get right from it. So that's what I'm getting from that. 
I also have been uh, walking around every day. Now I walk my dogs barefoot. So I go uh, out and I walk on the concrete and the dirt and grass for, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes where I'm barefoot. I've noticed a huge difference already. And then uh, with my squatting, this is and making my, my heart swell right now. I'm so, I'm so my, proud of you, Adam. My Dude. ankle. No, I'm, I'm very, I mean, you guys should know better. By little now. by you, little, you, you, you better. No, no, no. Here's the thing with me. This is, I'm, I'm the balance between. I mean, we've always said that I'm like in the middle of you guys with uh, the the He's extreme the penis between us. That's right. So I, I I'll take some of this good information that that you know and and disseminate for myself what I think is really really valuable and and worth applying to my lifestyle and stuff that I just not a fan of. Uh, I shower about three times a day. I've always been a shower fanatic. Uh, so now I've gone from all three showers, like loofah scrubbing like crazy to literally only using soap in one of the, one of the three, like Sal, if it's been a day where, you know, maybe the night before I rinsed off really well, I didn't get really dirty. I'm just hitting my main areas that I would be concerned about odors coming from. I still wear deodorant. There's no way I stop wearing deodorant because if I perspire at all, whether it be in the gym or not, like I can smell myself. If I can smell myself, I think that that means my odor is even worse for everybody else. Cause that's something that most people don't understand that if you can kind of slightly smell yourself, you are used to your own fucking hormones and, and pheromones. So when you smell yourself, you're 10 times worse than you think you are. Yeah. So I keep that into perspective that, okay, it may be okay that I'm not wearing deodorant. I don't stink, but if you can smell, if I can smell myself in the slightest bit, I know other people can smell me worse. So I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of skipping out on the deodorant and something, a tool that we are science that we've evolved and figured out can fucking make you smell better when you sweat and perspire well, because we sweat so much. Let yeah, me you, ask you a question. How do you approach somebody that like is offensively smelly? Well, here's what you need to realize about that. People who are offensively smelly, many of them, uh, they do everything. Yeah. I know because I've worked with people like this. No, he I've didn't actually, do anything. No, no, no. I've yeah. worked. <laughs> he didn't I'm do just saying. No, hold on a second. Ejection. I've actually trained people like this and they've brought this to my attention. And luckily being, you know, here's the good thing about being a trainer that's very open to discussing these things is that your clients will feel comfortable bringing these things up. Now, if you're like Adam and you talk about, uh, you know, his clients can be afraid to tell him certain things. My clients aren't. My client, I've had clients come to me and say, Sal, I shower, I put deodorant on. Why do I have such strong BO when I work out? And we've changed things in their diet. And guess fucking what, bro? No body odor. Your diet has a very large impact on your body odor. Mm. I can tell on myself and I can tell on my clients. And for people who constantly fucking stink, even if they're not stressed out and they just showered and they, they have to and they smell themselves, they have to change. There's something in their diet that they need to change because yeah, your diet will change your microbiome the, on a, your skin. Here's the thing, though, bro. First of all, you represent a one percent of the people that eat like you. Okay, I know you want to believe that all these people eat like you. You're so rare as it is. And even you went off the wagon and drank this weekend. You better believe that's going to change your fucking pheromones and how you're going to smell. That's what I'm saying. So w instead of being somebody who's like not wearing deodorant and you put up with those few times that you're going to go off the wagon because most people are going off the wagon a hell of a lot more times than you're going off the wagon. And if you experience smelling and odors because you go off every once in a while, imagine the average person. Of course. My, even my diet is clean as my diet is in comparison to the average American, it's still not clean enough to where I would, would ever recommend not wearing deodorant. No, and here's the thing now. If you're going to wear products and use products to make yourself smell better or whatever, uh, there are natural products that are, that are, that are beneficial. 
like if you go get an antiperspirant at the store, just your your regular, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Old Spice or whatever, Axe. a lot of them have aluminum in them, and aluminum is toxic, and it will absorb into your body, and over time, it can it has been connected to things like Alzheimer's, dementia, cancers. In fact, some doctors will even tell pregnant women not to wear antiperspirants for that particular reason. So if you're going to use a product, they make natural products that contain things like baking powder in them or that contain like certain salts that will influence the type of bacteria that will grow under your arms and will prevent the ones that smell from growing and promote the ones that don't smell. That's the direction I recommend. Mm. That's the kind of deodorant I do use when I do, do use deodorant. Again, if I'm going to do a stressful thing, uh, like I know this, we're going to be going on some podcasts and sometimes I get a little stress about that. I'm going to put on some deodorant, but it's going to be the natural stuff. Thank God. Because I don't <laughs> want to use... You know, this other just shit. Just when that's you're working happening. out, like, well, you know, like, just let's all like, well, help here, out the community and wear deodorant. And I didn't finish uh, explaining some of the things that I had been doing and the things that I've seen. So, yeah, I your have, psoriasis is better, dude. Exactly. So, I have, I have psoriasis, uh, which is an autoimmune, and it's something that I have uh, dealt with since I was about 25 years old, which is crazy, too, right? That comes on. Uh, at a later age came out of nowhere, which I attribute a lot of that to all the processed protein bars and shakes and speed stacks and artificial. I mean, I was just consuming for a good, you know, eight to 10 years of my life, you know, multi- just regularly. Oh, just same here. Yeah. I mean, two to five things a day had artificial sweeteners and, and th- chemicals in it that I couldn't you know, even pronounce. You know, it's funny. You and I both went, were nuts with that shit. Justin was much, much less. And of the three of us, me and you have the worst auto oh, industries, and Justin mm-hmm. has the least. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right, for sure. And I have noticed- yeah, You guys used to make fun of me for not washing my face. <laughs> I, I noticed a huge- <laughs> Remember that? Well, bro, when you got crust in your eyes, <laughs> listen. I noticed- I I'm, noticed being, a, I'm being El Natural. A now. huge, huge difference in uh, my psoriasis. That's been my diet, the the carbohydrate intake dropping, and then the, the, the showers with less scrubbing. Um, is has done wonders for my skin. Like I, you, have, I have the worst skin ever, and super super sensitive. Bro, try this. Try doing this. Okay. Try. If, I know you use soap once a day in one of your showers. Use soap on just the you know the quote unquote important areas. You know, wash your wash your dick, wash your ass, wash your armpits. Don't use soap on anything. Oh, I leave that has psoriasis. I leave that completely area. Okay. Alone. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's okay. some. That's one of the things I do already. Oh, and so. it's already helping. Yeah. No, it, it's. It's it's the most suppressed I've ever been with that. Normally, I every two months I go and I would normally get these steroid shots that I get. In addition to that, I have the creams and everything that I have to put on it. Um, I've had to hardly at all manage it when it wow. through diet and shower now. Wow. So I haven't gone makes back. A lot of sense. I haven't gone back to get a shot. I haven't gone back and got any of my. I've been out of my creams for a long time. It's and it's winter time right now, so this is typically where it's starting to flare up, and I, I see it starting to kick up a little bit more, but nowhere near as bad as it would been in the previous winter. So excellent. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see now when I go get a steroid shot or do that, which I'm not. It's not ideal. I know that, but. It's something that I don't like. You're not going to need it anymore. You continue down this path, especially as you start to dial in your diet, because I, I, I'm watching both you and Justin dial because I was, uh, you know, and you guys can you guys can argue with me if you, uh, you know, after I say this, but I think it's pretty true. My diet was far more uh, dialed in in that aspect and the health aspect than both of you. And you guys are both progressing mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, through some of this and watching you guys do this you and you guys are commenting you know Justin saying he's got less 
of his, uh, what is that? Heartburn. Heartburn mm-hmm. issues. You're talking about less. As you continue to get moved down that path, you will kill your problem. Mark my words. You will not have to get any of that shit because even for me, I was still having to use allergy medicine. I was still having to do mm-hmm. certain things and now I need nothing and it's fucking liberating, dude. It well, is liberating. I think, I think it's important to note since you said that, it, that people understand this and it, 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 I know this is totally different than the uh, ankle mobility and mobility thing, but these are things that I've been working on like hardcore for the last year plus. Mm-hmm. So it's not an overnight thing. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, I'm going to start no, to, one thing at a time. I'm going to start to apply these things and you want to see like, and like maybe you have psoriasis or eczema. You, you have some skin issues too. And you're like, oh wow, you know, maybe I'm going to try and see if this helps. And you do it for like a week or two. And you're like, I don't notice a difference. Like you're not going to, it takes time. Yeah. It has taken the last year of, you know, refining my diet and and eliminating a lot of the processed carbohydrates, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's taken these the changing up with the showers and doing that for some time. And it it was time. It, it, I would say it was probably a good three months before I really was like, hey, it, this is making a big difference. It takes time. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it does not. Your microbiome does not just alter the first time you. Yeah. Which is also why too, I think some people can get away with, you know, having these drinks and having these processed foods and not notice it for so long because it's not an overnight thing. It's and not that's like, why they, that's why they, oh, here's the other thing too. That's why people notice that it comes out of nowhere. Exactly. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. Like, but it really what, wasn't. Yeah, it was like, it's, it's, it's a culmination. Built up. Yes. Exactly. That's just like my psoriasis. It came on at 25 years old. And you're like, what did I do? I haven't yeah, changed. Anything. I didn't do anything last week or the last year different than when I did the last, but that's just it. It was, a, it was accumulating from the 10 years yeah. of little, I was eating a shake and two bars every single day of my mm-hmm. life for mm-hmm. literally like 10 years plus Bro, I used speed to, stacks and rock star colas created like, all new rituals let me tell awesome. you something there is a real uh issue and i guarantee a lot of people listening fall in this fucking category you're not going to admit it to yourself but you do but the fitness industry has done such a good job of pushing tons and tons of supplements and again i want to be clear there's nothing wrong with supplements when they're used properly but the way that they're advertised is is it's as if you need them like you need these supplements all Mm. the time and i had an addiction to them and i would pop shit tons of supplements every day a handful of pills and i drink this and i'd eat that bar and it would happen it happened for fucking years and like Mm -hmm. adam i i developed these issues and i it was i brought it on myself well i i feel like this is such i'm glad we kind of went this direction on this question because it's been kind of weighing on me for a while to talk about this because i've noticed uh, we are our form is probably our our strongest like uh you know audience as far as like that's the, our people man yeah the, the, the immediate the, feedback if, if you're on our forum you, you, love you. I'm talking <laughs> to you like you know that um you've probably listened to the m- most of the episodes if not all of them more than once a lot of them you guys have been going through the programs you've adopted a lot of the eating habits but one thing I can say that a lot of people are still having a hard time breaking away from is mm. all the the supplement yes. stuff, the bars, the shakes. This I still it's the dependence it's on so them. deeply ingrained, and in and our it's the dependence of and, and and you've heard me say on the podcast before. Hey, if you got the money to throw away, then by all means, but about whatever you know, you can do it. But my purpose of saying that is I'm not. I don't want to demonize it and be like, oh, it's so bad. But really, if you had any idea, if you were, if you're doing that, if every day you're having a artificial sweeteners you're having a diet coke or you're doing a a, some sort of an energy drink or or you're doing a bar or a shake you you don't know what you're doing right now you have no idea especially if you're like 25 or less i mean if you're somebody who's 
40 something years old and you know okay then so be it you've been doing it your whole life maybe you're just that lucky fucking one percent who is not going to alter it for the bad and you've got this fucking indestructible biome but everybody else that i know and sal's mentioned this before on the podcast that has been in the industry as long as we have all, that was, all have problems yeah that they all have got all these gut issues that are going on or they have all these skin issues that they're dealing mm-hmm. with or they're these intolerances they no longer can have this some of them can't have milk anymore some of them can't have peanuts anymore some of them fucking can't have gluten anymore some of them fucking can't have any of this shit without some sort of an allergic reaction or major gas or diarrhea or fucking mm-hmm. headaches mm-hmm. All this stuff is starting to happen to them because they grew up in that 80s, the 90s, early 2000 era of bodybuilding and and working out. And they were a part of that, the supplement crave and was just like the rest of us fitness guys that were all about trying all of it, looking for that extra bit of gains. And now looking back, it's like, fuck, man. That's why if you're if you're, you know, and again, supplements are tools. And if you use them as tools, um, then you're going to be okay. And your litmus test should be. How natural are they? How unprocessed are they? Mm-hmm. What are they flavored with? And is this something that I need, or is this right. a tool that I like to use to, you know, amplify or, or you know, that, this is why I have respect for some. There's few, very few supplement companies that we've actually talked positive about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Organic Muscle was one of them, and this is a quite a small company, but they they sent products once, and I looked at the ingredients, and they were you could see how they were sourced and whatever. On it is another one we've always right. respected. These uh, companies very highly. have integrity. They have integrity, and they go in that direction. But most supplement com- companies, unfortunately, don't. Yeah. So if you're going to take supplements, if you you find the convenience of a protein powder, uh, you know, useful for you, and, and it, you do need to supplement protein. If you if there's nootropics or whatever that you take because you want to use them as tools. Look at how natural they are. Look at how minimally processed they are, and and the integrity. Well, of the that's company. really how I look at it. For the yeah. most, is the convenience factor for people. Like they just, I mean, they love the fact that they could just grab something when they're in a pinch. You know, exactly. And, and you know whether that's something packaged up. That's that's kind of where we get into a trap, though. If that becomes the ritual all the time, mm-hmm. and so that's we we just put a cautionary warning out there because it does accumulate over the years. You do see. Uh, this compounding effect that uh, may have a detriment to you. So Mm -hmm. just be careful. Curtism, 1978-2000. With MAPS Red, how do I know if I should do two or three foundational workouts each week? Great question. That is a good question. Very good question. And it would depend on where you're at right now, heading into it. First, let me answer the specific question, and then I want to turn this into a question that I guarantee a lot of listeners have, even those that don't do MAPS. So first off, I'll answer the specific question. MAPS Anabolic, which is MAPS Red, has uh, foundational workouts, which are the heavy and hard workouts, and then it has trigger sessions on the days off. Those are the two main concepts, the two very specific and uh, uh, you know individualized kind of concepts in MAPS Anabolic that you don't find anywhere else. In there, it gives you the ability to decide for yourself if you want to do two foundational workouts or three foundational workouts a week. Now, for those of you listening, this is also a question for those of you that don't do maps. You might want to ask yourself, well, how do I know how many times I should go to the gym or how often I should work out hard in the gym? Uh, here's, what, here's what you need to uh, understand. Your goal should be to get the maximum, and Adam loves talking about this, the maximum amount of results with the minimum amount of time spent trying to get those results. You don't want to do more work than you need to. 
because besides the fact that you're wasting time, besides mm. the fact that you're in the gym and you could be doing something else productive. You don't want to overload the system. Besides all that, what you're doing at that point is you're likely, you know, very, very unlikely are you not influencing anything. What's more likely happening is because you're doing more than you need to is you're actually taking away from your body's ability to adapt and recover. So my advice to you is if you're following MAPS Anabolic is to do two foundational workouts a week unless you're super experienced and you've got this phenomenal recovery mm-hmm. ability, do two foundational workouts a week. See how you progress. Right. If you're kicking ass and you're progressing great, well, then fucking leave it. It ain't broken. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you feel like you're not progressing that quickly, then experiment without adding another foundational workout a week. Now, I've been working out for a long time. I've been adding frequency. Frequency is something I really like to fuck with when I work out. So I can do a lot of frequent workouts. I can work out every single day. I've got my body to that point where it recovers pretty well. So I do three heavy foundational workouts a week myself. Uh, for a lot of people, that's just too much. So it's something you're going to have to kind of determine you know, for yourself when you're working out. Uh, that being said, um, you can work out very frequently if you modify the intensity. This is a big, uh, this is a big lesson we try to teach a lot in Mind Pump. And you know what? It still hasn't got through to a lot of people. It's driving me. It's funny we hit these two questions. I'm glad you picked these because mm-hmm. I was uh, some. I think I tagged one of you two on there. I don't remember. Or maybe it was Doug. Um, somebody posted. It was one of our hardcore forum members. He posted on his own Facebook page. I'm, I'm attached to him and. And they got this great thread going, and, and some, it's an intelligent debate. And one of his buddies is debating him about um, intensity and uh, going to failure. And you know, and he was, and he had, he had a you know a, a decent argument going back and forth with him, and, and made some valid points. But it's it's still the culture, man. It's still mm-hmm. this. Martyrdom. Yes, everybody thinks that you you need to go to failure to see optimal gains. And that, in fact, his final statement that he had said to our uh, mind pump listener was that, you know, I, you know, if you look at any, uh, you know, bodybuilder or somebody who makes a living off of their physique, they'll tell you that you know it's about how hard you train and going to failure. And it's and it's just like, and that's where he lost his credibility was going that direction. Was that because mm-hmm. that was part of my mission of getting into the bodybuilding world was to prove that you can go all the way to the professional level, be at the 1% of the 1% and be unconventional about it and not train the same way all these idiots train, not eat the way that all these idiots eat. And there's a way to get your, in fact, there's a much healthier way and approach to doing that. So it's, I can't say this enough to people that stop approaching your workouts like it is, the harder you go, the more results you see. It is not, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a fucking athlete and you are trying to become adapted to whatever modality you're doing, and that is your goal. If you want to be efficient at working out and you want to be able to go to a gym, hammer yourself and survive it and not be beat up every time afterwards, you want to push that way. But that most people, that's not their desire. Your desire, unless you're a Spartan racer or one of those guys that are, then you're just adapting to survive. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing you said that because when you talk to uh, like people who train at very high levels, uh, like Navy SEALs or, you know, uh, people at high levels in the military, the hardest test they ever have to physical test they have to go through is to qualify to become a seal. Mm -hmm. And then the training is much more specific. The training is much less. Now you had to ask yourself, why do they train so fucking hard? Because they're looking for the mental. That's it. It it has nothing to do with getting them. And that God, that's an excellent point. I'm glad you Mm -hmm. went that direction too, because that's a, that's where all these fucking these Spartan races and all these things evolve from. They took what the buds training 
and they've made all these cool little things to try and mimic what the Navy SEALs have to go. And they told everyone is playing all you. And I and I hate to fucking pick on you if you love doing this stuff, because if it, you do and it helps you stay in shape and you love it, then by all means, it's your thing. But don't think for a minute that isn't just brilliant marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be a seal. Every every man or woman down would like to know if they could hang with a hang with well, a seal. I see so many products wrapped around like a Navy SEAL developed this and, you know, because there's definite like I mean, we're in awe of of what they can endure and, and mentally and physically. And uh, they're at the pinnacle of what that looks like, obviously. But at the same time, like you mentioned, it's it, that really was like to decipher whether or not like they had the cycle like. Uh, the psychological, psychological yeah, yeah, ability the, to to endure that. Really, that's one hundred percent what that, it is. Yeah, it's not like that. That week, that two week training, it's they not go to, to get them in shape. Yeah, to be it's a not seal. like no. oh, you're going to be in the best shape after you go through this. No, it's going no, to see. Are you a pussy? Or are you to qualify? Break? You got to be fit. All those guys that go in there are fit as fuck. It's the it's the mental component. But they'll of it. all tell almost every one of the those the National Guard all these they'll tell you that most of the fucking big buff meathead fit looking dudes are not the ones that make it. Yeah, it's the 145, 165. So guy that, like grew up on a farm. Yeah, and used to it's, just hard work. Yeah, labor and, all yeah. day long, working fifteen hour days, bailing hay and shit, and just is like and conditioned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it has that that has that uh, grit to him. But yeah, it speaks the frequency. I mean, look at that. Yeah, you, you know? got you got to look number one. Going to failure is too much intensity most of the time for most people. Now, I didn't say every time for everybody. Mm. Uh, bodybuilders, let's talk about them for a second. Uh, bodybuilders, they've got, they've discovered a lot of great things. They've contributed quite, quite a bit to the fitness realm uh, with good information, but just as much good information as they've disseminated. They've also disseminated horrible shit information. The last fucking person you should get advice on when it comes to intensity of workout is a genetically gifted freakazoid bodybuilder on not steroids. A bunch of steroids. They do not represent the average person in any way, shape, or form. You take a fucking pro bodybuilder or a guy that just is just massive or a chick that just builds tons of muscle, and they they get that way in spite of the fact well, I that they a, do bad shit. They've wanna, got such crazy genes, and a lot of them run so many drugs that uh, they can get away with it, and they may even thrive on it. And you try and copy them, and you're ruined. For, I, forget that. I don't. I, I want to take it a step further than the than the steroids because it, I think it's more the genetic side than it is even the steroids. Of course. Yeah. I mean, look at like uh, if anyone's ever looked at Phil Heath, what he looked like in fucking high school. A basketball player. Yeah. He he was more muscular than I'm trying to be as muscular as hell. He was a basketball player, and he looked more buff than and I th- th- so that just goes to sh- and then you throw that guy on anabolics so of course you know what i'm saying so th- these are the guys that are giving advice to uh these people that are in, in these threads so you know that is a it, it, terrible example is to use them as a this is why or oh they've done that like Here, here's a genetics gr- play a huge role steroids play the next big role so these guys talking about their their training modalities are so fucking off it doesn't matter though because those other two ones they're at the top they've got mm-hmm. the best steroids and they've got the best genetics. You know what it reminds me of? Again, I love to use the tanning analogy because that's a form of adaptation. But it's like a dude that is super dark, right? Got super dark skin telling a bunch of really white people the best way to tan their skin. You know what you got to do? You got to go out in the sun. And you got to sit <laughs> it's like there the for black like, guy telling yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you got to sit there for like two hours. And Let just, me tell you how I got and really just, I like to put olive oil on my skin to let it bake in. And I get a really nice start. <laughs> and then, you know, fucking Justin goes out there and oh tries that God. shit. And he blisters and dies. Third degree. Yeah. Fifth degree burns. Yeah, no. Yeah. So you need to, the way you determine how many intense workouts is find the ones that give you the best results. And if you go do a bunch of them and you realize that your progress is, is stalled or not improving, 
try backing off and see what happens. Well, you you might be blown away. One last note on that, and because I wanted to make sure I touched on that with the the, make sure you're on the forum, whoever that was. I forgot who it was, whose uh, thread I'm talking about. So you can I can say kudos to your post. It was a great post. Uh, and you, to that your buddy's note that was arguing with you, uh, you know, I worked my way up to uh, from amateur to the professional level. Uh, never once uh, had a spotter, so never yeah. once did I go to a failure to where I needed someone to lift the bar off me. That was uh, almost three years of training uh, and working my way up that ladder with never once fucking going to failure. So you can shape and you shape your There's body. There's another better way to do it. They're hundred percent. By the way, by the way, I know what's going to happen when I ask this question, but raise your hand in this room. If re- realizing that you didn't need to go to failure was a massive breakthrough and your body just went to a new oh, level yeah. for sure. Yeah, Everybody yeah, in this room. I've admitted that almost every time. Everybody in that this was room the right biggest life changing thing for me. Stop going to failure yeah. with every set and watch what happens. Next question. Kevin Stuttle. What would you change about PE and schools? That's a great Ooh. question. I'll, it's been a while. Since why we don't you go with that one, Justin? That's yeah, a big hits, thing for hits you. home for me because, uh, like, I just see I just see a lot of activity and movement already getting cut out and um, getting pushed towards extracurricular activity. So, like, signing up kids for for stuff outside of school, whereas we're not even really instituting and teaching these kids like uh, movement as as an educational process. So. Um, for me, I'm, I'm very passionate about this just because, um, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's synergistic. It, what you learn, you need to include movement in order for your brain to function even at its highest capacity. I so, know there's actual stuff. I mean, this is, yeah, this is science supported. Now. A lot of science behind it. And, um, I have, and I, I've brought this example up before, but Dr. Ed, Ed Thomas has, I felt like is, is creating something unique, uh, in Iowa, I believe, but just like instead of it just just being this free for all uh carefree kind of recess which is great you know it's great because we get activity but there's a lot more structure with um teaching the kids like uh like more more very specific movements so uh, getting more extension so they have breaks where they get up and they all they all do very specific stretches and they all do very specific types of movements in order to um you know, reconnect and have that connectivity in their body. Uh, so that way they're, they're stimulated again. They go to sit down, they have good posture. So there's these, um, also he has these, um, these like little inserts for their seats. So it gives them like a, a nice tilt in their hips. So it actually gets them a little bit more in upright posturing. Interesting. So, yeah, I, you know, especially for, uh, this is true for, for boys and girls, but especially for boys, they learn better when they're active, mm-hmm. if you keep them sitting down all the time and don't let them, you know, move, um, statistically they'll show that they'll perform worse on cognitive tasks. So, a lot of the reasons why PE and physical activity was cut from schools is because when funding is cut or when they mismanage their money, as uh, is the case with a large percentage of public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I'm going to go on a little rant here, but if you actually look at the actual numbers of how much money public schools receive per student, it's actually a, a decent amount. So a lot of the money is just being fucking wasted because of the bureaucracy and bullshit. Anyhow, uh, they cut money from PE because they think that it's not important because all we're trying to do is get these kids to score higher on the on the STEM, mm-hmm. you know, on science, technology, on math. Right. You know, that's the most important thing. But we know that moving contributes to those things as well. When kids move, same thing with music. When kids learn music, yes. they do better in math. Exactly. And music should also be another right. like uh, STEM and a branch of, of education that should 
always be there and always be included because, you know, we want well-rounded, well-developed human beings. We don't want just, uh, you know, desk jockeys that sit and program. Like we, we're going to make computers to do that. You know, so I feel like people really need to think, think about that. Think about what, uh, what kind of jobs are going to be in the future and, and, you know, what's going to benefit, you know, human beings long term. Well, you're, this you're, is, I, I got the, I've got the perfect, uh, I've thought about this a lot, even though I have no children. I, I've, I think that there's a that huge, you know about. <laughs> I think there's a huge problem with, um, not only the PE and, and movement in our schools, but even how we, how we teach our children. And I've talked about this, I think, before on the podcast that I think the future of education is going to look really similar to like TED Talks. Imagine an hour of a subject for your child look like this. You know, they've got 15 to 20 minutes where they watch this, you know, TED Talk type of uh, video on their subject. So maybe it's, you know, history that kids are they're in the class and it's only 15 to 20 minutes long. It's a speaker that's you know, a PhD that's got uh, that's got entertainment value. So the kids are engaged because of the way they tell the story. Now, mind you, it would be geared towards children. I'm using TED Talks as an example because we don't have this for children yet, but a more uh, child like friendly type of platform. So maybe it's more colorful. Maybe the the conversation is lighter. The word, the vocabulary they're using is is a, is a little bit easier for children to understand, but it's entertaining first mm-hmm. with bits of information. It's 15 to 20 minutes long. Then you shut it off. Then your teacher spends another 20 to 30 minutes with the kids uh, open discussion about what they just what they just watched and learned and they get this dialogue they work on their communication they elaborate even deeper this is where that tr- the teacher now comes involved then the final 10 to 15 minutes of classes some sort of movement some sort of getting down in the squatted position balancing on one leg hip hinging te- teaching them these movements that we start to lose because we're in a seated position and that becomes just this 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 pattern this, this uh, these habits and patterns that they start to do throughout the entire school day so your hour of learning is only like 15 to 20 minutes of really just sitting still in a chair. Then the rest of the time it's open dialogue and it's movement. And the whole day mm-hmm. looks like that. Imagine the difference in obesity that you see. How If a kid is having to move every hour, he's moving 15 to 20 minutes doing some sort of movement. He's also communicating with his peers uh, and so working on his social skills and then he's being entertained through uh, education through like a TED talk type of well, what's what's funny is science now has conclusively shown that activity improves uh, brain function. So we know that now for a fact. Yeah. But now when we talk about PE in schools, it's being cut because it wasn't they thought it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another thing that I see in PE that uh, is troublesome. They've tried to eliminate the hurt feelings, quote unquote, hurt feelings that you get from physical activity Mm, from competition. Yeah. Like we're not going to have, you know, team leaders peak teams anymore because then there's going to be a kid that's picked last. There's not going to be any winners anymore. And Mm. okay, number one, uh, life. Sorry. Sometimes you're going to fucking lose. I tell my kids this all the time. Like there's going to be people smarter, stronger, faster, better looking than you deal with it. Uh, The only tool that you have to beat them, if you want to, is your work ethic. And so that's what you're going to develop. And that's number one. Like kids need to fucking learn to lose. They don't need to learn how to win. Nobody needs yeah. to learn how to win. Well, by that's the, way. the most important part. Yeah, exactly. Like, like winning is fucking easy. Right. And no one's ever taught me, that, you know, hey, Sal, you no, need to how deal do with- you take a loss. How do you respond? How do, how do exactly. you come back? Like it, God, it, it just prepares them for, for getting into a job where it's a competitive environment. Yeah, that's the you're world. not going to, you don't just like go to school and then, oh, here, you have a degree. Here you go. Here's, you know, you're a VP in this department. No, man, no you're not. No, the world, you got to work your ass off to get up Thank there. Thank you very much. Like I said, nobody needs to teach me when I was a kid. Nobody had to sit me down and say, Sal, 
Now we're going to talk about the fact that you just got first place in that contest and we want to talk yeah. about it. Nobody has to say that shit to me. I'm fucking happy, man. I'm first place. The, the lesson comes from me getting my ass kicked. I can't, I'll tell you something right now. When my kids compete in anything, I look forward to their losses. Yeah. Their wins are fun and exciting. Yeah, we have a great time. But their exactly. losses, every time I see them get their ass kicked, I think like I think to myself, like, here's an opportunity for, for some teacher, lessons yeah. that mm-hmm. you're, me and my kid are going to hang out and talk about what just happened. We're going to process it, and they're going to grow from this. I fucking love those opportunities. The yeah. wins are great. That's excellent. I'll tell you what right now. If I had a kid that wanted everything, I'd be worried because I'm yeah. like, how am I going to teach this kid what to do when they finally get their ass kicked because they're so used to winning? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Let kids compete. Let them lose. It's not a fucking big deal to lose. Let's talk about it. And you got to work harder if you want to if you want to do better. That's 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 the number one thing. Number two is, you know, allow them to compete with things that let kids gauge their work. So you've got kids racing in a race. There's going to be some kids that are fucking fast. And no matter how hard that slow kid tries, he ain't going to beat the fast kid. He could work his ass off. He could run every single day. He'll never beat the fast kid. Mm. But you want to show the kid that there's benefit in their work. Why not show the kids their improvement? Why not measure their their effort mm-hmm. by showing them mm-hmm. how they perform? Exactly. Like, hey, John, we know you suck at basketball and you shot the ball 10 times at the free throw line and you missed every single one at the beginning of the year. But today you made two baskets. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking huge improvement from the beginning of the year. It doesn't matter if he's still the shittiest kid in the class when it comes to shooting basketballs. Right. He now has attributed his hard work and practice to improvement. He saw it play out. Yes, and I'll tell you something right now. You get a room full of kids, mm-hmm. you can take the, cal- the talented kids out of the room, and you take the hardworking kids out of the room, and I'll bet a fucking million dollars every single time hardworking kids are going to be successful w- uh, on more consistent basis than the talented That's kids. That's a great point, Sal. I think that like, as far as physical education, I would love to see it evolve into more metrics, so more things that kids could could see like skill wise that, that maybe, Ooh, yeah. you know, like yes. this type of kid can do something well here, but is terrible at this. But now like there's methods and ways that we can improve this and we could start seeing this over the progression of the year and, and, and see how they respond and, and retest them. Well, yes. the, the funny part was, I remember they did this in seventh grade, this school, I went to Colorado. I was in, in Colorado for this. And uh, this was, a, I was in a really nice school and they had the, they had this whole official, national test day or whatever like that where they came in we did all the pull-ups the sit-ups the all those the things presidential yeah right fitness they, they did they did all that stuff um and but we also during class during pe and we still incorporated that to improve on it so and you in the back of my yeah. head i always knew that like oh i could only get three pull-ups i want to do better mm-hmm. than that or oh i can only get so many sit-ups i want to get better at that but they're re- they didn't really even them i felt like they were ahead of a lot of people or a lot of schools you know, I, I I wish that you you saw more of that, right? Like there was like, a, you know, you went to your class. It'd be great to see the beginning of the year. These are all my. This is my mile marker. This is my two mile marker. Yes. This is my long jump. This is my yeah. this is my standing broad jump. This is my sit and reach. This is my pull up. This is my sit up. This mm-hmm. is my push up. All these markers with my numbers where I was at the very beginning of the year, and then throughout the year. All these type of things. That's, were that's the, this is what you do. Okay, my second favorite population of and people. And then your grade and your scoring should be on your personal improvement. That's what I'm not saying. Where you finish the yes. class. That's what I'm saying. 100%. My my second favorite, my first favorite population to train are advanced age. My second favorite population of people to train are kids. I love working with kids. <laughs> the two opposite. Of I, me. I know. I love working with kids. <laughs> but here's how I train kids. Shoot me in the face. I train kids. Uh. I, the reason why I like training kids is this. Exercise is a very clear and obvious visual metric. 
Last week you did five push-ups. This week you did six push-ups. You got one push-up better. Very clear you improved. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to show that you improved and it's very quick. And I always tie it back to how hard they worked and the effort that they put into it. And then what happens is they make that association between hard work and improvement. And when you make that association in a child, Mm -hmm. it bleeds over into other things because every single, I'll fucking say this all day long, you can go back and test me, go interview all the kids I've ever trained. Every single child I've ever trained, every single teenager I've ever trained, got better grades, Mm -hmm. studied harder in school, became more respectful to their parents, and ended up, many of them ended up getting jobs as teenagers because we made the, the, the connection between hard work and physical improvement. And all they realized was, if I work hard and I can improve on things and they applied it to fucking everything, yep. that's all you got to do. So yeah, you can have your kids compete and some are going to suck and some are going to be good and you just make it not a big deal. What you emphasize is the improvement and then you base uh, how good they're doing on that. Then you right. can say, look, John over here, he can run a mile in seven minutes. He's the fastest kid in class. And, you know, uh, Sam over here can, you know, took him 20 minutes to do it because he's super slow and obese. But at the end of the year, his 20 minute mile went to 10 minutes. And that dude's seven minute mile only went down to 630. Dude, you're, you fucking improved the most in the class out of the whole classroom. Mm-hmm. Your improvement was a tremendous. And you know what? He's going to be able to celebrate that victory and tie his hard work right. to that performance. And that's what I would do in PE. That's the number one thing I would change is showing kids. Yes. That they can do something to improve their and athletic it's more performance. inclusive in what it should be. That's how you make things yeah, inclusive. inclusive. Not by not by eliminating not competition exclude, yeah, and telling kids, kids you don't have you don't have make to do that if you bad. don't yeah you don't have to do that if you don't want to. We know yeah. you don't like to throw, play dodgeball because you're fat or whatever. But Fuck guess what? Shit. You have to realize you suck at things. You know, Thank you for, for you to get better. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you will win a free. Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me, Sal Stefano, at Mind Pump Sal. Adam Schaefer is at Mind Pump Adam and Justin Andrews is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee And you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump.